You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What's going on, Jermaine Johnson? Tune in to Turn on the Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune into the Turn on the Jets podcast. Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPaul11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Going to be just me today in the episode. We're going to have a couple quick hits, quick thoughts about Sunday's loss to the New England Patriots, the trade deadline, and in the upcoming Buffalo Bills matchup. Uh, we'll be having guests, Quincy Avery, Steve Gelbs, uh, amongst others, come up to you know continue to preview the Bills and get a little bit more in-depth uh, tomorrow and Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but let's just let's start with the loss on Sunday. Give it, give it a lot of credit to the fans who not only showed up, but showed up in numbers. It was a prominent Jets crowd. There was a lot of energy early on. Obviously, got sapped after the rough in the passer call, which we'll get into. Um, I know there's some complaining about, you know, people not showing up still on time. I can tell you from firsthand experience, the escalators being broken and having to walk up to the, the 300s level. Um, I can only imagine for other people who, um, you know, had to walk up and things of that nature. Maybe it took a little bit longer. It's obviously always a, a challenge getting in the building. but um, from a game perspective, couldn't really ask for a better start if you're the Jets. Uh, you know, you saw some really good from Zach Wilson. You saw some, obviously, again, some really nice things from the defense. You saw Zach Wilson click early, had a really big bomb to Garrett Wilson. You're feeling great about that. They have to settle for three, but um, you're still feeling good. Defense is looking good. They're getting to Mac Jones. A couple third downs they struggled on. Patriots went with a couple man concepts. Uh, we're able to, you know, kind of beat the Jets. You know, one really weird penalty on C.J. Mosley. Mac Jones is a runner. For some reason, C.J. Mosley, you know, tackles him, which is his his freaking job, and, you know, gets a rough in the – it was a personal foul penalty, whatever. Um, you know, you move on. Then Zach Wilson goes down. Jets are aided by a late hit, but, you know, look really good in rhythm. Ten to three Jets. You're feeling really good about where they're at. Another sack, force a punt. Going into the half, the Jets have a chance to come off their best drive, probably since Zach Wilson's gotten back outside of the Pittsburgh game. 10-3. Zach has a third and two wide open Ty Johnson. For some reason, you know, kind of throws off his back foot, lost it a little bit, intercepted. It's frustrating, but, you know, things happen. And then the Jets get a pick six, and it's 17-3. You're feeling fantastic. The stadium's electric. Patriots are donezo, you know, nailing the coffin. Jets are about to be six and two. Zach finally looks good against the Patriots. Play gets called back on a, a rough in the pass. A call that you understand why they call it. It's frustrating. It feels ticky tack. The reasoning behind it, they told Robert Sala was he hit him. JFM hit him too hard. That's absurd. Mac Jones was flopping around like a fish all Sunday, looking for those calls. He was able to get one there. And, you know, it's, it's crushing. Patriots get a field goal. And then it felt like 
the stadium, the Jets, the energy is just zapped out of the building. And 10-6 felt like 42 to 10. <laughs> and you come out of the second half, Brandon, Brandon Mann, who had an even worse game than he had the first week, slips on the kickoff. Uh, one missed tackle in the hole by Jordan Whitehead and Marcus Joyner. And all of a sudden, Patriots are up 13-10, just like that. Again, another missed penalty on the offensive pass in France to the Patriots. And things started to collapse. And then Zach Wilson has and basically threw up all over himself in the second half. Still finishes with 355 yards. Obviously, we know the story. Jets lose 22-17. to 17. Um, Frustrating game. Uh, I think you look at the game overall as a fan, someone who covers the team as a scout, evaluator, other player, it doesn't matter what it is. The Jets were the better football team on Sunday, the more talented football team. They should have won the football game. But here we are. The Jets are five and three. Still great. Still optimistic. And I'll get to that in a second. But you're kicking yourself Sunday morning or Monday morning and driving home Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, knowing fans showed up, players, defense showed up. A lot of the offensive skill guys showed up. The offensive line, while it wasn't great, showed up. Thought the coaching staff had the Jets with a good preparation, good um, felt like they had them in a good spot. And because of special teams, missed kick, roughing the kicker or not, missed kick, some really bad field position on punt coverage, kickoff coverage, and your quarterback. Um, the Jets are sitting here five and three, and you feel like you, lost, you let one get away. And is the season over? No. And is it time to, to punt Zach Wilson to the moon? No. But now you got a tough Buffalo t- team coming into MetLife on Sunday. and you're staring at five and four in the face. Anything could happen. The Jets have played Buffalo tough. And, um, you know, Buffalo's coming off a primetime win. They're cakewalking, beating everybody by 100 points. You never know what could happen. The Jets have elite corners. And, and we'll get into that again later on in the week and how they can match up and take advantage of Buffalo. But you just feel like you let one get away. And whether it's the officiating, which was putrid again, Zach Wilson's second interception. McCourty's clearly out of bounds. I'm not sure how that doesn't get overturned. You know, if it's the other way around, you know that's not getting overturned for the Jets. Whether it's the running into the kicker, the offensive pass interference, all these are leading to points, by the way. These are not just um, ticky-tack fouls. Obviously, the roughing the passer is the one everyone's going to turn to. And if the Jets don't make the playoffs, I'm sure everyone's going to turn to that and say this was the turning point in the season. I, I don't think we're at that point yet, but there's just a lot. Again, the hit on, you know, Mac Jones is a runner's running and TJ mostly tackles him because, you know, that's what you do in football. And, um, you know, it, it, that was frustrating. but. The moral of the story of this game was defense is super elite. You, you've seen it again. They got six sacks. Quinn Williams abusing guys. JFM, you know, the list goes on. Carl Lawson, another sack. Bryce Huff creating a turnover. Michael Carter had a fantastic game, probably one of the best of his NFL career. Had one interception, had another one that was obviously the pick six called back. Sauce Gardner was fantastic again. Uh, you know, gave up like two catches for negative four yards. And, um, you know, his, his special CJ Mosley dropped an interception, but was really good again. So you love what you saw from the defense, you put in a lot of bad field position, a lot of bad situations, held the Patriots, just the one touchdown. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. The offense, Garrett Wilson was fantastic. Another 100 yard game for him. He continues to develop. Denzel Mims probably had his best game as a Jet. Not only the two receptions for 70 odd yards, um, Zach Wilson missed him a few times. One, he threw him the ball too late. Could have been another 40, 50 yard game. One of the exceptions, Denzel Mims is wide open. A couple of man concepts the Jets had went Mims again, wide open. Um, you know, Elijah Moore rarely used, but a little bit back in the lineup, had one or two targets there. James Robinson showed a little bit. They didn't run the ball a ton. Michael Carter had one really nice run, other than that, didn't get the ball a ton. Um, but it kind of comes down to the quarterback. And I think that's why the mood, similar to the mood after the Denver game, where I felt like the Jets win, but People are upset. People are not happy. They won fourth in a row. Looking back, obviously, I um, think people should have been a little bit happier about that win because of how difficult it is to beat Denver, especially in Denver. And the fact that the Jets won a football game, winning football games is really damn hard in the NFL. And Jets can't get over their Patriots. You know, uh, I don't even know what to call it at this point. The mind games, whether it's who knows what it is. But again, can't fail to beat the Patriots. But Zach Wilson's probably the reason you lost on Sunday. And um, the tape is way worse than it felt live. I felt like live, it was just those three plays. It was way more than that. The fourth and five where Zach Wilson has 40, he's going to score. He's fourth and five. There's 10 minutes to go. The Jets are down nine points. Game is still very much within hand. The defense is playing fantastic. You score a touchdown there or even get points there. You feel fantastic. And instead, Zach Wilson, instead of running, which, you know, super athletic, there's a huge hole there, doesn't step up in the pocket, lost something in a triple coverage to Tyler Conklin, turn the ball over. Um, even the Jets get down three and a half minutes left. They'll get all the way down to the goal line, obviously down 12 points. Been there before, you never know what could happen. It's not Zach's fault necessarily, but Michael Carter is the block. Zach takes a sack and it kills another 45 seconds off the clock in which they could have been used theoretically speaking, to potentially get the ball back again or just a little things like that that was super frustrating. But, you know, the Zach interceptions were god-awful. Um, he missed a ton of open guys, whether it's, you know, third and five and seeing Tyler Conklin spot route right over the ball and not throwing the ball and then holding on to it and backpedaling, running sideways, or the two interceptions at the end are obviously cannot happen under any circumstance. Throw the damn ball away. Throw it. Pardon my French, but throw it in the fucking stands, man because there's no reason that needs to be happening. That stuff doesn't happen in high school. That should not be happening in the NFL. And um, it literally felt like after that first interception at 10 to three, the, the, like the game was just over. And, and that can't be happening. This team has been so resilient all year. They've been a team that's been so fun to watch. They're the best fourth quarter team in football. And it felt like everything just 
just went downhill. Um, I'm not out on Zach. I'm not out on the season. Um, but yesterday was, or Sunday was concerning and it was mostly concerning around the quarterback that he's not only making the turnover mistakes, which he hadn't been making the last probably 10 games or so, but you know, it's starting to be a trend that all his interceptions are very much self-sabotaged. It's not defender making a great play and just red Zach's eyes, you know, Zach's eyes are right. And he's not pulling the trigger. And then he's backpedaling, shuffling out of the pocket. And instead of throwing it away, only kind of throws it away and gets intercepted or, um, you know, tries to make a play and flips the ball or spin moves out of something like you saw last year in Houston or this year, you know, this year in Denver. And, you know, that's the stuff where I think people are frustrated. I think I'm frustrated. You know, everyone, oh, schemes up better stuff for Zach. And, you know, yes, the Jets need to run the football more, but it's pretty clear they just want Zach to take care of the football right now because they feel like they have a playoff roster. They do. This is a damn good football team. It's five and three. And when Zach takes care of the football, they win. And when he doesn't, they lose. Um, it's it's as simple as that right now. And we'll get into more Zach, you know, and kind of where I'm at with him. But yesterday or Sunday was really concerning. Um, it's one game and it's not that he's only played bad in one game, but it's only cost them one game so far. And you hope this is the learning experience. And a lot of people will point to year two, Josh Allen against the Patriots in week four. And this was a kind of similar number of starts for Zach. It was for Josh and he shit all over himself there in the game and, you know, threw three picks and had like 140 yards and they got killed by the Patriots. And he said that was the turning point for him. And Zach's going to get a chance to rebound quickly against probably the best team in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. And look, bottom line from Sunday, you let one get away and it puts the onus on trying to, you know, we all said get through two and through two through this stretch. You got New England, Buffalo, New England, Chicago, and the buy and the sandwiched in between. Find a way to go two and two. It just puts onus on them to be able to have to go up to New England, which they're a better team then, and exercise some of these demons at some point and beat the Buffalo Bills. So, Again, Sunday was frustrating um, from a number of different perspectives. The Jets season's not over. The doom and gloom, we suck, number one. Like, this isn't that situation. The Jets are very much a playoff team that has every chance to make the playoffs, exceed expectations, and and go, you know, maybe they go win a, you know, a playoff game. We have no idea. Um, but their goal is to go make the playoffs. And right now, the Jets are in pole position to do so. They need to be a lot better from their franchise quarterback or a potential franchise quarterback. And they need better special teams consistently. They need to play better at home. There's a lot of different things there. But overall, um, it's not time to be out on the Jets, but there is definitely a level of concern, especially on the quarterback. We'll obviously, again, get into more of kind of some of the review of, of the game from Zach's perspective, what he used to do better. It kind of comes down to eyes, footwork, and decision-making, some things that he struggled with throughout his NFL career so far. Again, 18 starts. It's not time to be out on the guy, but – you got to see more improvement, got to take care of the football, got to start hitting the open guys that are right in front of his face, pull the trigger on those, you know, those throws. They're right there. He sees it and he's just not doing it. Um, the defense continues to play at a high level. They'll have the biggest challenge of the year so far on Sunday. I'm excited for Stefan Diggs for Sauce Gardner. I'm excited for Gabe Davis and these guys to come in here and see what this Jets defense is made of, get pressure with four. And um, as of right now, Jordan Poyer is going to be out as well as Micah Hyde, the starting two safeties for the Bills. So, There'll be some potential opportunities. Um, but, yes, under the day, Sunday was disappointing. Season's not over. The Jets were on to Buffalo. They're 5-3, and three, better than probably anyone thought they were going to be at the halfway point. And they're going to have to improve, get better, rebound quickly against Buffalo and go into the bye. But I'll be back uh, tomorrow. 
uh, Quincy Avery on, and then uh, we'll get to Steve Gelbs later in the week. And um, thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review the pod, and uh, appreciate everyone as always.